This podcast may include some content that's not suitable for children. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, hello, uh, welcome to episode 6, blah blah blah, unsolicited thoughts, blah blah blah. Uh, first things first, I've been asked to add a note regarding the secret history of the shoehorn, or shoehorn, shoe-horn, from last week. Um, that secret history has largely been poo-poo-pooed by listeners who've suggested it probably wasn't real, sadly. Um, yeah, I'll just read this quickly to cover myself. Uh, names, characters, businesses, places, inventions, quotes, events, incidents, vegetables, other things and stuff were either the product of the author's imagination, um, in this case Professor Hurlington, not myself, or used in a fictitious manner. Uh, any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead or somewhere in betwixt, or actual events is purely coincidental. Um, so yeah, just be aware, um, if you do go back to listen to episode 5... Yeah, just be aware of that. Um, it is worth a listen. Um, if it is real, then, well, who knew? Uh, but it might not be. But it might. Um, I won't be checking. You make up your own minds. Uh, that seems the most appropriate thing to do. Uh, second things, second, there's been some complaints that I didn't follow up on some of the questions from episode four. Um, that's a couple of weeks back. Um, that was a show dedicated entirely to listeners' questions. Uh, there was one question asking what I would name a new month, a 13th month, um, if I was granted such such power and responsibility. That was from Charlie Chalkface. There was also one about my top five Mexican waves. That was from Dave, who called himself Mexican Dave. Um, well, in response to those complaints, let me say that I did, in fact, respond to those list of questions, but I did it privately. Um, not every bit of laundry has to be hung out to dry in public. And I have to say, myself and Charlie and myself and Dave have struck up quite a quite a dialogue, at times quite heated, um, but always fun, about both our ideas for uh, inserting a 13th month into the calendar. Um, myself and Charlie are actually now moving on to planning for a 14th month. And um, in regards to the top five Mexican waves, um, <laughs> myself and Dave have barely narrowed it down to a top 30 at this point. It's been It's been intense. Um, but that's all I can say, uh, because it's strictly between me, Charlie and Dave. Uh, third thing's third, more follow-up, of course, infinite follow-ups. That could be quite a good spin-off podcast, actually. Copyright, uh, trademark, whatever I have to do to declare that name mine. I was here first, here's my flag. Um, anyway, yeah, those follow-ups, um, I guess they're more like warnings of sort, like some ground rules for the podcast. Um now, this one is really starting to uh, to wind me up. Um, I've still had no response from Tess from Berkshire, who asked uh, how I would be spending the festive period. Um, but she sent her email on the 5th of January, after uh, the only festive period that I currently celebrate, which left me a bit bewildered. Um, Tess, please, you, you, you're running out of time here. We're nearly four weeks into January, um, so... Yeah, I'm just pleading with you to, to just clarify which festive period you mean. Because my answer, um, as well thought out as it is, is becoming increasingly redundant. Um, which is a pity. It's a waste. I don't like waste. Um, especially when it's my time and energy. That That's warning one. Ground rule one. Uh, warning two. Uh, 
Uh, I've had another email from Dave Rave, who had previously asked twice, um, with increasing urgency on each occasion, whether I spoke any other languages. Now, this isn't a warning about repeat questions or anything like that. That's that's fine. Um, I, I don't mind that. This is actually about the fact that Dave uh, claimed in his first correspondence to not have listened to the show, um, although he did point out that he respected what I'm doing. Um, by the time of his second correspondence, I made the assumption that he had listened. Um, certainly, seen as he appeared to be responding to what I'd said on the actual podcast. But then Dave has got back to me this week for a third time to insist that he actually still has not listened to the podcast at all, ever, and that he is now starting to lose respect for what I'm doing. Um, Dave, what's going on? What are these mind games? How are you not listening but still seem to know what I'm saying on the podcast? Um, I didn't want my mind to go there, but I'm going to have to ask, and this is for all listeners, not just Dave, is there a mole among us? If so, let me know. Um, because I will find you and I will out you. Uh, moving on, warning three. Ugh. Going back to the example question that I asked last week, um, we did have over 30 responses. That's great. Easily the, the hottest topic thus far on the podcast. Um, but out of those 30 plus responses, only two listeners, two responders got the answer correct. Or actually, if I'm feeling myself quite the pedant, then more like one and a half responders got the answer correct. 1.5 correct out of 30 something answers. That's a, a tiny pitiful percentage, a shoddy success rate. Um, anyway, I've collated all the responses. So um, the question was, I should do my quiz voice, really. David's father has three sons, Snap, Crackle, and who? Uh, here are your responses in, in no particular order. Pop, 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 pop. All incorrect. Who, 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 who. Also all incorrect. Pop, pop, who, who. Pop who, David, correct, finally. Pop who, pop, pop, aka David, that's the, the half correct one, pop. Uh, and those were your responses. <laughs> now, I've either massively overestimated the intellect of my listeners or massively underestimated your stupidity. Don't make me dumb this podcast down, guys. Don't force my hand. Right, so those are your warnings, your, your ground rules. Um... Don't waste my time or energy. It's it's precious. It's finite. It's inexplicably erratic. Uh, don't don't be a mole. That's just sneaky. And and don't be knowingly stupid, please. If you're unknowingly stupid, then uh, I'm sorry, but maybe just don't bother with quizzes or quiz questions. They might not be for you. They might not be your thing, and that's fine. It's the same reason I don't line dance. <sighs> That's not the start I would have hoped to have got off to with this week's episode, but that's where we're at. Never thought I'd be issuing warnings on the podcast. Um, I'm going to take a break. I think it's uh, I think that's needed right now. Oh, apologies for my writing this earlier. It's, it's really not me, but um, 
I've had some time to reflect. I've had a nice long bubble bath, I've stood in the garden a while, I've smelled the air, I've watched the flies, I've taken in some nature, and I feel much more, much more calm, sleepy even. So, yeah, apologies for my grumpiness in part one. Oh, my word. Oh, and uh, yeah, apologies if the uh, the energy is a bit reduced in the second half. Oh, that was a big yawn. Tears in my eyes. Um, by way of a partial explanation, um, for the rattiness, uh, I think it might be to do with some of the feedback I've had about the podcast. Um, not all of it can be positive. Let's be realistic. Um, and it was particularly focused on my my voice and the production. Um, I've tried throughout my whole life really to develop a thicker skin a rhino hide um, about criticism criticism, but um, sometimes the facade just it sort of crumbles and the soft fleshy baby rhino underneath is revealed um, but yeah I've tried to do better with that um, more than the rattiness though I have been very flat this week um, we we lost a fish. Um, I told myself I wouldn't get attached to these fish, not like all the other ones, but I did it again. Um, he or she, the, the fish we lost, uh, was called Rhino. Now I know millions of fish lose their lives every day. We had fish for our dinner last night, actually. It was lovely, but but those fish, they're not ones that I've named, that I've fed, that I've talked to, talked at, but they're they're fish like strangers, without a face or eyes that I know. Anyway, um, Rhino, we miss you, brother. Hope you know that you're in a better place. Um, I was going to do a minute's applause for Rhino, but I realised that probably loses its uh, magnitude when it's just me clapping in a closet. Um, plus, I'm holding the microphone with one of my hands, so I just have to slap my thigh. Um, so instead I thought, if you don't mind, I, I might do a minute silence for Rhino. So, um, if you wouldn't mind joining me for a minute silence, uh, R.I.P. Rhino, R.I.P. Little Fish, R.I.P. Little Buddy. Goodbye, Rhino. It's very long, isn't it? Oh, what's going on here? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. That was the um, that was the applause sound effect I, I was considering using. Please ignore that. Um, but yeah, thank you for indulging me that moment of grief and reflection. Um, yeah, that was important to me. Okay, moving on. Wakey, wakey, smiley, smiley. Let's get some uh, some energy and some positivity back in here. Let's. Uh, Let's get on with this thing and, yeah, hit me with some listener questions. First up, Tony from Belfast, um, an international listener. He asks, which is your favourite of the Harry Potter books? Uh, well, Tony, I've had quite a messy, fractious relationship with the Harry Potter books, um, to be honest. I uh, I did try to read them all. I, I accidentally started with The Order of the Phoenix, which I later found out is the fifth book in the series. 
believe. Yeah, fifth. Um, and don't be wrong. Don't get me wrong. It is. It is great. It's a thrill a minute, and um, and I'm an extremely slow reader, so that's a thrill on average, maybe every two or three lines. Um, but I do feel it was an easy mistake to make. Um, starting with the wrong book. There's no numbers on the book. It's not like movies. Um, but clearly, by starting with the fifth book, there was quite a big gap in my Harry Potter knowledge. Quite a lot of context I didn't have. Um, so then. Finally, I, I did manage to track down the first book, The Philosopher's Stone, which was surprisingly hard to come by. Um, and I, again, I enjoyed it. Um, a thrill, more like every four or five minutes, I'd say. Um, but I then followed that with what I thought was the second book in the series, The Sorcerer's Stone. Um, that turned out to be just the American version of The Philosopher's Stone. So I basically, without realising it, <laughs> read the same book twice in a row, back to back, Um you know, magic books, wizards as a as a genre, it can all be a bit samey, samey, can't it, in the end? Um, and in fairness, the American version uh, of the Philosopher's Stone did change a few small details. Uh, Ron is Ronnie. Um, there's a few more hot dogs. The phoenix is now a bald eagle. Wands are magic sticks. What else was there? Uh, oh, wizards are wise asses. Um, Anyway, I, I then did manage to get hold of what I thought was the second book, Harry Potter's Chamber of Secrets, um, but was in fact a book about the making of the second movie, um, which is also called Harry Potter's Chamber of Secrets. So, yeah, it being a making of it, it had absolutely no narrative, but it did have a lot of nice photos and some good factoids. Um, and by that point, I sort of realised I probably would enjoy the movies more, so I just watched the films. Which are which are really good, and uh, unlike the books, can be watched in any sort of order you like. It really doesn't matter. So there's much less brain work involved. Next question from Shannon in Penzance. Uh, her question: Do you feel unappreciated in your time? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. My my ego don't choke on it, but I really do think sometimes that I might be massively unappreciated in my time. I think I'm always about five to ten minutes late with my best ideas, my best material. Um, I'm probably my funniest, my, my wittiest, singiest with my comebacks, hardest with like my come on, dudes, uh, bravest, I guess, most likely, most likely to stand up for myself, most self assured um, five or ten minutes after the fact. I'm sure a lot of other people have, have this. Um, so I guess if my brain could react five to ten minutes, more quickly then um the consequences could be could be pretty significant i think i'd be much more successful much more intimidating much more terrifying as an entity which is what we all sort of aspire to in the end i think um uh, next question why do you never mention covid19 that's from gilbert in spain uh well Gilbert, have you ever heard of a little thing called posterity? You have? Good. Um, well, I want none of it. I want people to not know if this podcast was recorded uh, in January 2021, or June 2025, or, or January 3021 even. That's timelessness. Um, timelessness is priceless. Um, I read that on a t-shirt once. Uh, next question. 
you remind me of my son. Is this from my mum? Uh, no, it's from Janet in uh, Hertfordshire. Uh, so Janet says, you remind me of my son. He was a talker too, but his words put him in dangerous situations. Please be careful. That's very sobering, Janet. Uh, I'll forgive the fact that there's no question in there because I'm sensing. And forgive, you, forgive me if I'm wrong. There's some sadness in your story, Janet. Um, and yes, while, while I am a talker, I'm also a listener. And I give words as easily as I receive them. So if you would like to talk, then please do get in touch, Janet. Um, either with me or, or a professional, if they're more suitable. Um, and the same goes for your son, Janet. I'm sure he has some, some real good stories to tell. So either of you, get in touch. Uh, next question. Uh, this one is from my mum. Uh, she asks, Hell in a Hancock or Hell in a Handcart? Uh, so that's the name, Helena Hancock, or the phrase, Helena Handcart. Uh, very much in keeping with your previous questions, Mum, they were uh, Bake On or Bake Off, and Gravy Train or Gravy Boat. Uh, now, I should say um, that Helena Hancock is my grandma. That's my mum's mum. Hi, Grandma, by the way. Actually, she won't be listening. She's in a care home. And uh, what time is it? 10.15. It's Wednesday... Yeah, if memory serves me, she'll be doing sing-alongs with sock puppets at this point um, with the other residents. Um, hope she's enjoying that. Anyway, uh, rereading my mum's question, Helena Hancock or Helena Hancock. Struggling with the comparison on this one, mum. You left me stumped once again. Uh, don't know if it's particularly flattering towards grandma if there is a comparison not sure interestingly though this was actually quite a lasting and significant part of my childhood i remember going to swimming and overhearing someone in the chain room say this leisure center is going to hell in a handcart but of course i thought they said this leisure center is going to hell in a hancock i thought my grandma was going to own the leisure center um, I got so excited, so giddy. A swimming pool, nay, a leisure centre in my family. I had all these grand plans for huge slides, a wave machine, start my own synchronised swimming team, everything. Uh, I even think my dad... Yeah, my dad encouraged me to draw up plans for a sort of new and improved leisure complex. But then it never happened, obviously. She never got the pool. Eventually, I sussed it out after a couple of years. Uh, and then someone drowned in the pool. And I was quite relieved that it didn't belong to my grandma. Because imagine her having to fish a grown man's bloated body out of the water. Yeah, that was bleak. Especially with her hips. Um, yeah, what time are we on? Yeah, let's call it a day. Um, that's your lot. I feel like after a bit of a rocky start, we sort of managed to bring it together for a more upbeat finale. Um, I'll be here at the same time next week for more of mine and your... Oh, <laughs> well.